1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. We have a very special guest sitting with us in the passenger seat today. I hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, you're in the right place. I'm really excited to introduce you to this guest. I think you guys are going to love her. I think she's got the best energy, and I think she's going to give us some great advice. So everybody give a very warm Late Night Drive welcome to Haley Hoffman Smith.
0: Woo! I should have <laughs> cheered her I felt it. I felt the exciting energy.
1: Hi, guys. No, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited
0: to be here. A good late night drive. And I think it should be noted that we're recording this on the eve of the Midnight's release, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, we are. You know, and it's so crazy. Like when this album comes, sorry, when this episode comes out, the album will be out. Like we'll be different people. Yeah, you no, know?
0: we'll never be the same. So this is a good moment to like capture us in this moment of time. Like there's before midnights and there's after midnights. We're in the B M.
1: Definitely. <laughs> the the B M and then there's the A M. You know, <laughs> like uh, yeah. It's like this is no, I'm 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 so excited. I like really am in need of like a new personality. So I think This, this is, is great. It's good. a whole new era.
0: This is your moment.
1: <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. As you guys know, we always start off with our guests. We ask them 10 important questions just to get to know them. So let's get into this. Question number one. Haley, what do you do? Wow. Okay. I do a lot. So
0: let's do the laundry list. So I'm a podcast host, I have a podcast called Big Conversations. I am a singer songwriter as of forever, but officially Whoa. this year, I put out, um, three songs this year and I have three more coming out by the end of the year. One coming out next Friday called Grey
1: wait, that's awesome. I did not know it's that. kind of
0: funny when you're like, when this album comes out and I didn't mean to say it, I'm like, well, actually there is an album. On the right. Personally. Way. Yes. Um, I am a coach. I call myself a subconscious breakthrough coach. Cause I do EFT, emotional freedom technique with clients and help them figure out what the limiting beliefs and blockages are in their subconscious that are stopping them from living the life of their dreams and feeling confident and all of those things. Um, I'm a content creator on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And then I also host a community called Dream Away, which is basically this like subscription community where we do a lot of like EFT tapping programming around bringing your big dreams to life. And then we do a group of EFT tapping sessions and my product called Slingshot Sessions. So a laundry list. <laughs>
1: you're a busy girl yeah
0: it's a bit crazy I'm a manifesting generator girl. and a triple fire sign so it's it's um chaotic but there's a lot of passion in
1: are you a triple fire sign yes. I am like water I'm the wateriest yeah. water girl I like I mean my big I have Gemini I have a lot of Gemini which is not large, no. but like a lot of Scorpio and I'm a Cancer oh, so it's like Oh, emotional. emotional. <laughs> yes, but
0: there's, many, there's benefits to it too because the water signs feel so much and I think that's amazing like intuitively and yeah.
1: It can be a little bit much like I'm I'm going through a breakup right now oh. and it's like every other day it's something new like emotionally where I'm like, oh, I didn't feel that yesterday, but I guess we're just You know what's good is that
0: you're processing it because so many people just shove it down and pretend it's not happening and it sucks, but the Mm. way to heal it is to feel it. And obviously like I really believe in, you know, stuff like EFT tapping, which I know we'll get into, but like you really have to feel things first before you can release them. And so many people just like keep going a mile a minute and they're like, let me just shove this down. Let's pretend it's not bothering me. And it like literally forms a blockage like in their psyche and makes it really hard for them moving forward. And they're like, why do I feel off all the time? So the fact that you were willing to feel it and allowing yourself to is huge
1: i mean i feel like it's the best thing you can do because i don't want to be dealing with i i do not want to be dealing with this in like a year you know like i want to like feel it (laughs) and like go through the bad stuff now and then feel fine
0: i'm I'm, I'm, like already annoyed (laughs) i know i think like this is going to sound like a kind of interesting piece of advice but like when the waves of emotions come through you We have a tendency to want to resist it because it feels so uncomfortable. And we're like, oh my gosh, I do not have time for this. I don't want to be feeling this way. Like allow yourself to surrender to it and let it flow through you. And like being in that place of non-resistance and letting the emotion just flow helps you release it so much faster. And then you're not as scared of the emotion anymore. Because I think the resistance is where we feel the most pain.
1: Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot where like we don't want to feel negative emotion. No. Like it's, it is it yeah. is uncomfortable. I mean, like obviously nobody wants to be sad. I have a hard time like with anger in particular. Mm. I'm very uncomfortable with anger as an emotion. So like me like being pissed at this guy for what he did. It's hard for me. It's hard yeah. for me to like feel that way. Yeah. That, way. yeah. that one, Yeah.
0: Especially because like anger is really, I think, like our inner child slashing out. Is definitely, like, the core of what anger is is one of the most uncomfortable emotions. But, you know, I'm sure you know all the healthy ways to work it out. I'm imagining a big (laughs) boxing class.
1: (laughs) God, I would love to go boxing. Just punch some stuff. Break some (laughs) plates or something. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so, Haley, question number two. How did you start making content? So
0: I... Okay. Well to back up, I, when I was in college, I released a book called her big idea, which was about, wow. and I was like very academic back then. Cause I was based off my honors thesis and what I was studying and somebody found the book, um, an entrepreneurship professor. And he invited me to come speak at his school to his students. And I'd always loved like mentoring wow. younger girls specifically. So I was like, please, yes, I'd love to come. So I, I went and I did it and I loved the feeling of like sharing messages and connecting with people so much. So I actually became like a full blown motivational speaker and did a huge tour, like went around to all these colleges, like spoke at some like corporations and events and all of that. And then the pandemic hit like my last talk was on March 12th, 2020.
1: (gasps) Oh my God. Crazy.
0: So, and I was in Nashville. So I not I just had all this like pent up, I guess, like energy that I usually was like channeling into a talk. And of course, like the rise of TikTok yeah. was occurring and I was always watching TikTok. So I started posting on TikTok, um, like business advice and just other funny things. And I was like, this isn't really me. Cause I've always been super spiritual. I just didn't really know how I was supposed to like go talk to colleges about like how to manifest and get with the universe. So I just right, slowly right, right. started letting it be an evolution process. And, um, yeah, I, I had so much fun with it. It did. It did so well, and my life has been different ever since in the best way.
1: Yeah, I wonder if like letting yourself talk about the spiritual stuff was like in a way you manifesting like the career that. Oh, you yeah,
0: that's a really good point. I think anytime you like open that vessel and container for authentic self-expression, it like makes your energy so much more potent, so you can bring in what you want
1: faster. Um. Okay. Question number three: What is your relationship status? I am in a relationship. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs>
0: all right. Period. Period. That's not it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm in a very good relationship. Um, I call him blue eyes publicly. He's got blue eyes and he prefers. to Right. Private. So you're
1: not like posting. No, no, like, no. no,
0: no. He like really, really makes me sense. private. So, and i found that I too, that makes sense. became my relationship mostly private, but
1: yeah, for, for, um,
0: the ESPN highlights, I am happily in a very healthy relationship.
1: Yes. Happy <laughs> we're happy to hear yes. it. At least somebody is out there. Like it's, like, it's I've hope. been
0: through it too, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, question number four. What is some what is the thing that you've made or one piece of content that you've made that you are proudest of?
0: Oh, wow. I would probably say my slingshot sessions. Um, They're like these 90 minute tapping sessions, but they're so like we approach really hard topics. Like, for example, we've done like love and relationships or manifesting healthy love and finding like the core wound and like the root of like unhealthy patterns of romantic attraction and all of that. But we all release it through tapping and like little hypnotic techniques. So I'll do like funny animal stories, which is crazy, but it like moves the brain off of it. This is good advice for you going through a breakup just forced your brain to think about like an elephant playing ping pong with a kangaroo. And it sounds so ridiculous and crazy and cute, but it actually moves your brain off of what you were just thinking about, which tells the brain that that neural pathway isn't as relevant or useful. And so it's harder to think the original thought and that's how you can start to release things and rewire your brain. So in slingshot sessions, uh, we do that for 90 minutes and it like works for a bunch of people at once. People watch the replays. So it's really cool to hear about the epic transformational life changes that people go through as a result of those sessions.
1: So explain tapping a little bit. Like, what do you mean by that? So tapping,
0: the best way I've ever heard it described is it's like emotional acupuncture. So no needles required. In fact, I can't even do acupuncture. (laughs) I'm so scared of needles. I always like opt out of like a shot or getting my blood drawn if I can, (laughs) because I'm so scared of it. But all you Mm do is you tap on specific meridian points and it's rooted in Chinese medicine. So the concept is that as you tap, the points are the front of your eyebrow, side of your eye, underneath the eye, and then on your collarbone it releases any pent up emotion that's in your space. So if you close your eyes and you're thinking about a lot of stress or for you, Allie, like thinking about the anger and you tap and you can say like an affirmation while tapping, like it's safe to let this go now. I'm like ready to be at peace. But you can also be like, I'm so mad. Like you can say all that, <laughs> get the emotion up. Right, right It right. really starts to release it. But it's also really important to, on top of that, do what's called a pattern interrupt so that's where like you're imagining animals doing something funny you get up and you do some jumping jacks you turn on your favorite song um because that moves the brain off of the original thought pattern because your brain is going to keep thinking thoughts that you want to think but sometimes yeah. they can get away from you like the more you think one thought the more the neural pathway attached to that thought grows out and gets thicker and thicker because your brain is concerned with like efficiency, um, or yeah. sure you can think it. So that's how people get stuck because we keep thinking the same things again and again. So when we implement tapping and so the emotion isn't as strong and then we're less likely to think thoughts associated with that emotion. And then the neural pathway changes it's, and then of course we're building out new neural pathways of things we'd rather believe and experience and feel, uh, It's is really powerful work and it works quickly.
1: Yeah, I no- it really sound. it sounds really, really powerful. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool. You can do it yourself, you know,
0: like obviously working with a practitioner, like slingshot sessions is super helpful, but I do it by myself all the time. And I did before I was ever a coach.
1: I love that. Mm. Okay. Switch, sh- shifting gears a little bit. Question number five, what is your deepest fear?
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Um. Okay.
0: I would say actually my deepest fear is getting to the end of my life and feeling like I didn't do it all. Like that makes my heart like race, even just saying it, because I think a lot of the other fears I've probably cleared a bit. I mean, not spiders, but (laughs) 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 and not needles, not needles, but um, not needles. Yeah. My biggest motivation is probably like that biggest fear, like feeling like I'm lost every opportunity of this, like one chance at life. So I take that very seriously. It's like that quote, like, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is the real thing. I never want to treat oh, wow. my life as a dress rehearsal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's actually, that's like a fun question to ask people because some people really will just be like hamsters. Like, no thought, <laughs> like nothing deeper than that. It's like, no, 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 it's hamsters. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Question number six. Also silly. Who is your biggest celebrity crush?
0: Oh, I really like Justin Baldoni from um *He's in Jane the Virgin*. He plays rocky He is
1: so good looking. I know,
0: and no, he really is. All the is. stuff he does, like his TED talk about like being man enough, and like the books he's put out, and he's such oh, a yeah. heart. Like I don't, know. I just what a man. <laughs>
1: That, no, I get, I get yeah. it. What a man. What a, what a fucking man. No, I love asking that question, too, because it's like, okay, inspiration. More. More. <laughs> like, yeah. I get, I get stuck on one dude, and I'm like, this is the love of my life forever. Who is so, it for you, you right know? now? It's, it's so embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing because to- it's John – it's John Mayer like it's it's that's em- not it's embarrassing, embarrassing at all I
0: went through my own the, John Mayer phase do not even worry
1: the the man is 50 years old
0: Like I, I know but you, I also feel like when I think John Mayer I imagine like a younger version of him
1: and then you like incorporate true.
0: in the music and his his like soulful way of playing the guitar and I I see the appeal we have to really he's like, Jewish yeah what he so. did to Taylor.
1: Yeah. But no, I know. I decide, know.
0: Given
1: that? Gen- genuinely. But honestly, if I could ask Taylor, somebody asked me last night, like if you could ask her anything, like what would you ask her? And like for me right now, because I'm like hyper fixated on John Mayer, I'd be like, what did he do? Like I want like I want details <laughs> but, so yeah. I can decide. Yes. If this is something I Need can. On. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a little too ambiguous in the Dear John song.
1: It is ambiguous. I have a theory, but I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out one day. When Speak Now Taylor's version comes out and she does the 10-minute Dear Oh, John. my God. Yes. And the vault one. <laughs> then we'll I think
0: some extra details will be in there.
1: It will be helpful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. This is this is very serious, so I need you to take this very seriously. Um, question number seven. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? And I do not mean your favorite animal. Okay. Like Like inside, spiritually, like what are you?
0: You know, it's so strange because as you asked that, the first thing I saw was like a white fluffy bunny. <laughs> okay. don't so, think usually you. what I'd say because I am a Leo, so I'm always like a lioness, but I guess maybe like at this phase of my life, I like to, I like to be like cuddly and happy and energetic and approachable. And I feel like a bunny is just so all those things. So yeah. that's my spirit animal for this moment in time.
1: It's those fluffy cute little bunny yes. that's, that's very, very big cute. ears that the flop over yes oh my god <laughs> well now i want a. now i want a bunny yeah, I know. i'm so i'm easily influenced i'm like yeah, I can okay i'm buying one
0: <laughs> she's going after <laughs> right Baldoni, now. getting a bunny and getting a bunny i'm stealing really her bunny. life yeah. like perfect
1: <laughs> um okay also now question number eight also very serious could you Take a bunny in a cage match, and I don't mean ethically. Oh. I mean, like, could you do yeah. it? Like, could
0: I take it? I well, okay, actually, I don't know because of, I feel like I can't imagine hurting a bunny even accidentally.
1: Okay, but imagine the bunny has ill intentions. Okay, oh, no bunny. <laughs> bunny has like knives strapped to its feet. Oh, like, gosh, this is a new fear unlocked. And, and it, this is gonna show And he wants nightmares. to hurt you. <laughs> could could you do it? Okay, I. I feel like this, is a, that, that addition
0: is a little bit of cheating. Cause I would imagine that the animal would have, you know, if I said a, if I said a lion would have been like, Oh, but it's claws are out. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like because of the ears, I feel like that could be a weakness. You know, take the ears when he's not looking. Oh
1: yeah. Swing them around That's in the smart. air. Swing them around. Uh-huh. Just throw them. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. love that. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, Okay. So question number nine, what is one piece of advice you wish everybody could hear?
0: Um, I would definitely, well, okay. We well, usually do EFT tapping, but I don't want to sound like <laughs> a record on repeat. I guess it would just be the, like the, the secret to your life or what you're supposed to be doing with your life is supposed to be this journey back home to yourself. So it's a lot of like unlearning the things that you've come to believe about yourself because of other people who are in a place of pain, like the people you were raised around, the people you went to school with, your teachers, all of that. So the journey back home to yourself and what you genuinely love and who you genuinely are is always like your highest path to success and fulfillment.
1: That's so sweet. And it's actually, it's interesting because I think about that a lot. Like I've been doing a lot of thinking about like, you know, this idea of like the person you were before everything happened to you, you know? yes. Like, how do you find your way back to that? Because um, I think I think a lot of people you get like jaded or you get. Um, yeah, you just yeah. get a little bit like, well, this is just how things are. And like, how do you find your way back to the person who like was so excited about everything yeah. and like really believed in like love and believed in like kindness in other people? Like people basically my thesis of it is like what doesn't kill you makes you you stronger but i didn't ask to be strong like maybe i just wanted to be soft and like how do you find your way back to softness yeah
0: you know and well i will i will just add like so much of it is brain work um because our brain holds everything that's ever happened to us and our perception of it and the amazing thing about like subconscious rewiring and eft and all that is going back to those like core memories and it can feel painful, but especially doing it like with a therapist, with a practitioner and healing it, like clearing the emotion that you're still carrying with you and changing your perspective on it is just so freaking powerful for changing the way that you're moving forward and yourself and
1: your life. No, I, I love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, question number 10, last one. And again, I need you to take this very, very seriously. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> How?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, I laughed. I'm sorry, back into serious mode.
1: No, it's, it's really serious. Okay um how was your weekend oh my god oh it was good I dyed my hair reddish it turned
0: out I know we kind of have matching hair right now
1: I love that I think red is the color of the the year 2020 it really is
0: and for good reason and for good reason um but yeah I went back to Providence Rhode Island which is where I went to college um I saw my best friend who lives there now and um yeah went to the salon I've gone to since college and it was such a fun weekend it was a good one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I exactly. <just> <laughs> about
1: it. So like, boring. Oh, I a long drive. Ugh, <laughs> no. Comments, Rhode Island. Oh my God. Well, no, I've never been to Rhode Island, I'll be honest. Oh my gosh, you would love it. Especially
0: <laughs> I... I no, truly. Especially if you like being by the water. Like Newport, Rhode Island, like the mansions, like the breakers. Um Love that. Love that. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: What a beautiful – are you, like, someone who travels a lot? I am. I
0: am. Um, I'm also somebody who, like, can get into rhythms where I'm loving being at home. And then, like, for example, I'm going to Colorado this weekend. And I'm like, oh, but my home. <laughs> I'm in such no, like a routine in New York right now. So, yeah, it's either, like, I'm traveling every weekend or I have to force myself to. <laughs>
1: i'm such a homebody like i have such a hard time leaving home no same i'm same. like i'd like always prefer <laughs> a night in i'm like you guys can come over but i don't want to go out but yeah. you know i'll be here um i feel like i have not been to enough states you like have toured like have you been to every state no in
0: the no US? no no like south dakota north dakota never been those states. well out. there's nothing there okay so that's don't there.
3: Worry.
0: <laughs> that's there, is not, in there. there is nothing um yeah i don't I do not think every seat, but um, I've been to quite a few. I'd honestly been to quite a few. And maybe I'll do one of those BuzzFeed articles. It's like, who needs to Oh,
1: need oh and narrow. see. How I really need, need to think it get through. Through. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. I would like love to see every state, but I just, I don't know. I don't feel like it's in my cards. Like, no. I don't think
0: <laughs> Yeah, so. it definitely feels like something you got to be like called to or. You know, yeah, let, yeah, yeah, like
1: yeah. Like that guy who walked across the united mike posner he like walked across the entire united states and now he can't walk like he fucked his feet up real bad he did
0: he did he's such an interesting he didn't he also hike mount everest yes he's a really interesting guy he is living life to the fullest you know
1: well i think he like so he like was had a lot of success with his music career when he was like really young and then he felt like he just like what like had he felt his like lack of like success and relevance he felt it like he was like a has-been and he was like well I need to like have new experiences and just like do new stuff and I was like honestly it's inspiring No, it's so
0: inspiring I love his like perspective on things and that he like shares his personality and his belief systems because his stuff is really deep and I don't know, I guess from the songs I, I knew of his, I wouldn't have really thought
1: that. <laughs> but that's like a cool chance. Cooler than yeah. you?
0: I took a pill and a beat. <laughs> but
1: have you ever heard, but have you ever heard the original version? Like the acoustic no, version? No. It's the saddest song oh ever. I am like not, not kidding. It's so sad without like the, the beat behind it. A beat changes everything. So yes, I'm going to give it
0: an, I'll give it another listen. Or a, And you're you going to cry.
1: Okay. Does he, yeah, He's literally like. <laughs> well, don't, don't, yeah. certainly don't do it with this. I mean, you can kind of like. Yeah. yeah. You can sort of cry vertically, you know. <laughs> yeah, that That's really a tip. <laughs> as a as a crier myself, I know all the ways to cry with a spray tan. Okay, I'll hit you up
0: next time I'm <laughs> getting teary. One hundred percent.
1: Big tip for anyone listening who needs one: get little Q-tips, and when cool. you start to feel a tear, just like put it; it soaks up the tear, and wow. then no tears. I used to
0: carry them around my
1: purse. Just <laughs> always have them with you. I'm always a little bit on the verge of tears, so I know all oh, She's such a cancer. <laughs> she's a
0: cancer. Yeah. What can I do?
1: What? So you're all your your whole big three. Yeah, is, I'm a Leo like,
0: sun, Sagittarius moon, Sagittarius rising.
1: Oh, yikes!
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fire and a lot of like optimism. You know, like Sagittarius is so
1: like, yeah. Let's adventure. Life is good. So, well, Sagittarius women, anyway oh, oh. Yes. i feel a story sorry in the
0: background
1: <laughs> no shrimp cocktail man which is what we've been calling this guy i just broke up with mm. he's a sagittarius and he's fucked in the head and oh i hope God. he's miserable
0: oh well it is no i have heard things about sagittarius men you know but i'll say no more on that end
1: and there's bigger I mean, shrimp in things- the sea <laughs> i'm moving on yeah. i'm gonna go for a lobster next time <laughs> yeah okay well besties um what are we talking about today we have a voicemail about dealing with a friend who is constantly negative we have a voicemail about self-confidence and how to stop comparing yourself to your friends um and then a dm about feeling anxious when you post on social media so if that sounds fun and fresh and flirty and fabulous to you keep on listening Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, So I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel... Like, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only, like, your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also, like, work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix Or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp. Because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where... There's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P L-N-D.
2: There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years, StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com slash Ellie. That's StoryWorth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase.
1: Okay, let's get into our very first voicemail. Hi, Ellie. I
3: just have a quick question. I'm curious if you have any advice on dealing with a friend who's constantly negative, just kind of dumping their problems, talking shit about people. <laughs> just I don't know, constantly negative. I feel that they're going through a rough time, but it's kind of difficult to be around. So I want to handle this situation very deli- delicately. And yes, I sent in another voicemail and I re-recorded it. So thank you in advance. Bye.
0: Okay. Yeah. This one's hard specifically because the friend is going through a hard time. Right. And I feel like it's a value of friendships, like a staple of them to be there for your friends, like through thick and thin. Yeah. But what I will say and where I feel like the line needs to be drawn is the negative talking about other people. Now it's like one thing it's like, you're going through a breakup or like somebody has done, you were like super wrong and you need to talk it through. And like, I get like, you need to prevent <laughs> But there's also a point where you can just tell the negativity has become really toxic. And it's hard because like, you know, the friend is doing it from this place of being in such a bad spot, but yeah, to protect your energy. Okay. So what I'd say is, I think it's a little bit of changing your behavior around the friend to kind of show them, like give them cues on what you are and are not okay with discussing and having in your space. So yeah. Like when they're upset about things, giving advice, having that like vessel in that space for them to communicate how they're feeling, but then also always trying to turn it into, okay, so what can we do to make you feel better? Like, Ooh, should we go out and like, go for a nice walk? Like get some sunshine. Should we go get a coffee? want to watch like a happy movie, something like that to change the vibe. And then when it strays into territories of like the gossip, the being overtly negative, just kind of like, don't feed the flame. And it's going to feel awkward, but just don't respond to it. And, um, even I know that sounds weird, even in person, but you can keep like changing the subject and they'll, they'll kind of pick up on it. Cause I think it's normal. Like when we love our friends, we want to be like, oh, they're in this mood. So let me like try to like, oh, they did what, Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) but that doesn't help anything. Right. And I I, I guess it depends on like your, your friendship and if you guys have ever had conversations like this before, but sometimes, I mean, I kind of have a strict no gossip rule. I've had that since 2019 and my life has felt. Wow.
1: Yes. Um, you're a bigger person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like I obviously get it when things happen. Like I've definitely had some things happen where I need to talk about it, but not in like a a gossiping way or like a negative about other people way. Um, and so when I instated that rule, it's like all my friends knew that and noticed it for one. So that's also something you could instate. And it made it easier for them to try it. Like, I remember one person was like, oh, I actually noticed there was one moment I was about to like gossip about a coworker and I didn't. And I just noticed that shift in the energy from choosing not to. So show that. Um, but when a friend gossips, I guess in this case too, um, you could ask like, well, why is that bothering you so much? Like, let's get to the root of it. <laughs> and I can kind of like put them back into the Oh God. Like it's a call out.
3: So again, yeah, yeah. like
0: delicate, delicately, but you can say it with love because sometimes my friends and I will do that to each other. If like one of us is really upset about something, we'll be like, okay, well, why do you think you're so upset about this? Like, is this really about this other person? What is it triggering within you? And I know that sounds like you're in a, in a therapist office and a, <laughs> but it can lead to like some really, some really interesting revelations and and shift the dynamic a little bit.
1: Yeah, no, it is hard. It's hard because it, it can feel really like draining um and I think it's good that you you've said like you really want to handle it delicately because you are aware of the fact that they're going through something and like that empathy is great you always want to lead your issues with other people with empathy because like we're all going through some stuff but yeah it can be really draining I guess um the thing for me with like negative so I, I what I have a hard time with is sometimes like I don't know like I don't want to offer advice or offer to fix something if I feel like that person just really needs to like vent it out and sometimes I can't tell the difference between like am I being helpful or am I making them feel worse like um I think that that can be a hard line to walk I totally get that
0: I think it's a matter of simply asking would it feel better to you right now to just need the space to vent or do you want my advice like literally just, after Easy. That. What, <laughs> just yeah, ask one or the other. It's one or the other. That's what um, my mom does with me too. <laughs> Cause there's some times I'm like, mom, stop interrupting me to give me advice. And there's other times that she's not. Then mm, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> different things at different times. And like your friend will appreciate that for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah and like, I've talked about this before, like, I've had to have that boundary. Like, I had a friend in high school who just, oh, my God, like, was driving me crazy, like, could not say one nice thing about anybody, like, could not, like, was so miserable all the time, always wanted to be somewhere else. And I just, like, had a moment where I, for my own sanity, kind of had to, like, Ah. pull back on the friendship a little bit. Um, And eventually, like, that figured itself out I don't know if that's how I would handle it now uh because I'm an adult but like when I was a kid like I just didn't know what to do with that like I didn't know what to do it was just difficult I
0: honestly think that's okay like there's some friendships where you feel like okay communicating but also when some somebody is going through a hard time they may be a bit more like explosive than other times and really really reactive and then you could end up having an argument that you can't come back from I think like pulling back and just giving them a little space if it's that overtly negative and there's not also something big that they're going through that, like, frankly, you'd be a bad friend if you just peace out during would be good. <laughs> Always <laughs> use that, like, reflection piece of, like, how do I feel after I've spent time with this friend? Because, like, my best friends and I've I, I worked through so many friendship wounds, so I know mm-hmm. the contrast of this, too, but, like, you my best it. friends now they've, you know, they've gone through really hard times and I've like spent the day with them or we've gone to lunch or whatever, working them through the hard times, but I don't feel depleted after. And I don't feel off after. And I don't feel like low energy after because it's just a different energy versus there's people I used to spend time with. And I was like, oh, like I left just feeling. like I, For
1: yeah. sure. 100%. Like I, I know what you mean. 100%. like, And that's just not, yeah. I feel like also growing, part of growing up is like, understanding that like some people are not like built to last or like not built no. to be like as close like you don't have to be like with everybody
0: no it's and and like we're supposed to outgrow friendships um yeah. i made a tiktok about this that went semi-viral but the gist was like you're not supposed to stay friends with every single person forever and we feel like we have to cling to it but so much of friendship is caught up in like identity and we change so much and people are going to grow away from us towards us you know there's different phases of relationships but there's so much friction that results from trying to cling to something that isn't working anymore
1: yeah i mean we do outgrow. i mean it sounds mean to say like you outgrow people but it's like you're supposed to keep growing i think the obviously the best friendships and relationships that you have in your life are people who are growing alongside you. Definitely. You know. Yeah. And the
0: outgrowing can go both ways. Like I feel like if you feel you're outgrowing that person, that doesn't mean that they're stuck or like whatever. That means that they're outgrowing you too. <laughs> it's just like it's not a fit anymore. You guys have grown like up now oh. naturally. Like we all grow at different pieces but regardless, as time is ticking on and things are happening, like we're growing every single day. And it's, yeah, it's if it's not a fit, it's not a fit.
1: So in this situation, like just, you know, communicate, I guess, communicate that that it's just, um, you're not sure how to, to help them, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I, I think like asking those questions and kind of taking the backseat again, like, do you want to vent or do you want to just
1: hear? And I, I, mean, I actually think it's like interesting sort of what you were talking about before of like almost interrupting the the pathway mm-hmm. of like trying to like help them stop the negative thoughts and like turn to something else. Um, yeah, that's
0: a hundred percent true. Especially when someone's going through a hard time, like getting out of the house, going any type of bilateral movement, which is like walking or swimming, but I can't really imagine a ton of people going to swim laps. <laughs> what? Um, I mean, unless you already I would it, love it. Yeah. <laughs> that also sounds kind of fun, but that actually helps the brain process and move things quicker. And we all feel so much better when we like get out of our own ways a little bit and like, you know, get some fresh air, see some new horizons. So doing that can help. Cause that. actually
1: I think that there is like a comfort in negativity, like for some, I've never been this person, but I understand that there's this feeling of like, it's easier to be like negative. It's easier to be nihilistic. It's easier to not believe that things can get better because you don't want to get disappointed. Um, And I just, I think it, it's really natural to like some, some people do just get stuck in that. Um, Yeah.
0: It's a memorized way of being. And a lot of times we take it on from like parents, Dr. Dota Spence talks about this a lot. I love his work. And we can like memorize certain, yeah, ways of being, which some of it's like energetic, emotional, all of that, um, from like the parents we spent, we grew up around or the people that we yeah. see around and it actually feels unsafe to move into feeling happy. You know, like if you have a day and you feel really yeah. like, happy and things go well, you want to like kind of overcorrect and self-sabotage for like the next day. Cause it feels so uncomfortable to feel happy. But that be like, what's going to go wrong? Yes, you know? exactly. It's like, whoa, what is this feeling? And your subconscious is like, I don't like this. It's not, it's not normal. But um, yeah, that's right. You have to be tapping and like all that work can really, really help because it's your natural state of being mm-hmm. to be joyful and at peace.
1: And I also think it takes a certain amount of like bravery um, totally. to choose that, to it choose really that does. kind of joy. It really so, does. You know, in terms of your friend, like. I would not be like fuck you (laughs) like I'm getting out of here um
2: (laughs) yeah but
1: you know protect your energy as best you know protect yourself as best as you can but clearly they're they're going through something and maybe they do just need a little space
0: yeah you never know like this could be the thing that turns around their whole life in like the most amazing way and they like have this major transformation and this epiphany and they're never ever negative again like you just kind of got to trust like you can do the best you can as a friend but that also doesn't mean like yeah taking it on
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Because like it's not you're you're not their therapist or you know, you're not mm-hmm. above the pay grade. <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about like the concept of trauma dumping?
0: I think okay. Well, I mean, I think everything is about like the container that it's happening in. And that means like the energetic space for it. Yeah. Um and I'll also say okay, this is kind of like a <laughs> this is kind of like a complicated or there's like a lot of yeah. nuances here, but you never know who you're trauma dumping onto is another thing too. And if it's going to trigger them. And so a lot of these conversations should really be happening with like a professional, depending also like on the level of the trauma. Um, but at the same time, like it's normal, like with your friends, talk through things and identify them and all that. But, um, do you, was the question like, how do I feel about trauma dumping onto other people or like when people are doing it to you?
1: Honestly, I was just asking like your general opinion on like the concept because yeah. people, some people are like it. It's I think sometimes we pathologize like everything and like we want it to be like this word, and it's really like you're just talking to your friends, like you're just dating. Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah,
1: um, like where the line is, maybe.
3: Mm,
0: yeah, that's a good question. I don't know if I really like totally thought that through because I think every relationship is so different and. Mm-hmm. I definitely, like, I definitely have personally friends who I really feel like I can get into those deep, deep, deep con- conversations with and really, like, yeah. you know, vent or they're going to vent and it's going to feel fine. Um, but then there's definitely been other situations where I'm like, man, okay, <laughs> I think I really want to point you in the direction of somebody who can genuinely help you <laughs> because, like, at a certain point, talking this out or telling me all of it, like, I don't really know how much we can help, like, as much as I'm there for you and want, want to see you happy.
1: 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, awesome. Well, should we get into our next voicemail? Please. Okay. So this voicemail is about self-confidence and how to stop comparing yourself to others. So let me play that.
3: Hi, Ellie. I am calling because I need a little bit of, I don't know how to feel, but I feel like whenever I go out to parties and stuff with my friend, she you knows she's super pretty And there's definitely, I don't know if it's just me in my head, but, like, she definitely gets treated a little different, a little nicer than I do sometimes. And then I also feel like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, every single person is, like, getting talked to except for me. And I know that that is not true and, like, that I'm in my head. But basically, how do I just not feel like shit about myself every single time I go out. And I know, like, a majority of it is, like, self-confidence, but, you know, easier said than done. So I just want to know, basically, how to go about, like, that. And I don't feel, like, mad at my friend. Like, I think she's gorgeous and deserves that. But it's, like, people will talk to her and they'll look at me and, like, okay, hi. Like, I'm, like, fucking dog food or something. Um, It's, like, how do I just, Yeah.
0: Okay. Thank you. Matthew. Bye. Okay. I feel like honestly, I mean, you told me Ellie, but I feel like this is a situation we've all been in from time to time. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's like, man, a lot of us have, have been through this, um, or continue to go through it. And like, maybe one friend brings it out, but what I'll say is I guess the way that I would approach it, if it was happening to me right now, or I was working with like a client or a friend on this, would be what, what does this entire situation remind you of? Like ask yourself that question mm. and see what core memories attached to it. So it could have been like a friend when you were growing up, it could have been a sibling, a sibling who you always felt like got more of the attention or the spotlight. Um, just yeah. another situation in which you felt lesser than the person that you were spending time around because that created the self-concept. And, um, it's like, have you ever gotten an insult about something that you really did not believe was true? And so you were like, LOL. Like it just didn't, yes. you're like, what? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that. Like the reason it's hurtful is because so many of us have also had experiences like when we were growing up mm. we perceived ourselves as less than someone else, because of something that happened. It could literally be like the teacher called on someone else way more in class, even though your hand was raised every time. So you always felt ignored. And so that core emotion is still in your space and it's also coloring how you see things and it's making it, um, it's making it painful. And obviously it's a painful situation, but I really think like perspective is everything, how you feel about yourself is everything. So I would do some journaling on that question and try to find like the root of it all. Um, and give yourself like a little subconscious breakthrough and see if you can find that pattern and then heal it yeah. from the root, doing some inner
1: that work. Is, that is interesting. Cause it's like, it hurts not because of the situation itself. Okay. It hurts because you, part of you thinks it's true, like yeah. that you are less than or you yes. deserve less attention or you're not as pretty or something like that. Yeah. That's really interesting. I never thought about that. I also think like in terms of jealousy um, and w- with friends or with anybody, I mean, I think we villainize jealousy so much and it's just a feeling like it's it truly is just an emotion. Like you're not an evil, mean, bad person because sometimes you're jealous of your friend. Yeah,
0: it's it's completely normal. I think it's it's also what you do with it, though, because the tendency for jealousy to spiral into like. Complete distaste for the person, even though, like, on one level, yes. you love them. And then maybe you want to, like, cut them down behind their backs. Or, like, I, I think we've also all yeah. had situations where other people have been jealous of us and it's led them to do things that are just, like, absolutely not okay. Um, but the, the feeling of jealousy is really there to reveal something. It's trying to say, like, okay, I feel this way because something around comparison, worthiness, imposter syndrome, feeling good enough. Like, what can I do with this feeling that's here to teach me something? What is the healing that's being asked of me right now? And, like, how can I return to the truth that?
1: Yeah, we literally, I said, like, jealousy is like a truffle pig. Like, jealousy (laughs) is like telling you that something else is there, like, something else is bothering you, or like there's something else going on other than just the, you're not just like jealous in a vacuum. Yes. Like, it's so real
0: because if you, if any of us were like 100% confident within ourselves, you know, none of these past experiences that ever happened, we would just perceive the whole thing differently. And maybe we would even pick up in those situations like, oh, actually someone was like looking at me or somebody did like, right. Yeah. And right. Maybe it's not the lens in which you're seeing the situation. Cause we only pick up on like 0.0001% of all the available external stimuli um, is like the science <laughs> of it. So that being said, like we look for what we expect. There's part of our brains called the reticular mm-hmm. activating system so we want to confirm our preconceptions of ourselves so we're going to be looking for that and it's also conscious it's not like oh let me go out today and see look for um, the evidence of my unworthiness <laughs> instead of that start, <laughs> yeah. i don't know why i turned British, but when we start to heal that it's really amazing how it seems like oh wow everything's changing like all of a sudden i am getting approached more people are talking to me more or whatever but it's really just because you've switched that in your brain and healed it a little bit and now your reticular activating system is looking for new evidence of what you'd rather believe and experience,
1: like a confirmation bias. Yes. Like yes, you think something, and then so it is. And yeah. I wonder, like, I wonder how much that is connected, even to like manifesting. Like you think something, and therefore it is. Yeah, like so
0: true. It really, I mean, I think manifestation is so much has so much to do with self-concept and like believing you're worthy of things and that it's safe for you to have it. Um, that's always like the two things I think comes down to. Like, if you're trying to manifest something and it's just really not coming through, I like, feel like there's a big gap between where you are and that manifestation. It's usually because you don't believe you're worthy of it, or there's an element of it that feels kind of scary. Like, I really think the fear of success is a big thing, where imagining getting the opportunity and all of a sudden it making that much more money like that can trigger this like domino effect in your subconscious where it's like, well, you know, I've always heard money is evil or people get jealous of, <laughs> advantage of you if you like make money. And then next thing you know, you're blocking it.
1: That's so interesting. Do you like when it comes to manifesting, like do you do things like the whisper method or like these no, things I've never that you heard see of on that. TikTok? No. Oh,
0: really? No. Yeah, I've never done any of that. I also like I always see the 369 method and I'm not even really sure that is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's like you write it down – it's something about writing it down three times mm-hmm. i guess and like the thing i would say that if I
0: people do. have found success in that the magic is believing that it works like if you believe something works and you believe it's true mm-hmm. enough and you do it then your brain's like well this definitely works because like it worked for so and so it's like you are the magic it's not necessarily the technique um it's all like oh. yeah
1: i think and i think that's hard because that, there's always like the little boy when i try to do stuff like that where i'm like okay I'm going to manifest this because I want this to happen and I believe in myself. There's always the little voice in my head that's like, this is stupid. Like, this isn't going to work. And I feel like that's what makes the it The little not voice work, is the block. You know? It
0: is the block. Like, you have to be fully on board with it. Because uh, this is, like, a trippy concept. But there's this theory that all time is happening at once, right? So, like, in this moment, right. uh, in the future, all of that is happening. And so, if we're trying to access, like, this future version of us who has this thing – the future version of us does not have any doubt does not think it's scary because it already has it right it would it'd be, yeah. never think oh this is stupid it's never gonna work because it'd be like no what it's just my reality
1: I have it uh. yeah oh that's um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little um, a little more trippy okay <laughs> like, let's <laughs> get into <laughs> multiverse theory yeah. you know like why not oh man talk about how alternate realities exist yeah. you know for sure <laughs> we can really take a sharp left here <laughs>
0: And and that's I'm okay with that personally. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> I would probably, yeah, I don't know an, enough about it, but I will say, like when people talk about up-leveling, that's kind of the similar concept. Like when
1: what's what is that?
0: You know how people are always like, oh, this is the year I'm gonna up level, i.e., like I'm gonna make everything better. Like I'm gonna up level okay. friendships, I'm gonna have better friendships, I'm gonna up level my career, like have new opportunities. Like that in itself can it's almost okay. Here's the here's how I'll say it. Today, right now, you and me, Ellie, we have multiple different choices Mm. that we can make or today. And some of those choices put us in, we do the thing, like some of those choices, we can do things that we know are not good for us. Okay. (laughs) Or, or today, we finally take like that brave action. We do all the things we know are good for us, how we feel and the reality that we've created by the end of the day is going to be very, very different across all of those multitudes of choices. And so that's how I understand alternate realities. There's probably like more to it. There's there's definitely more to it, but I'm not like a physicist or whatever, but like the the science is really incredible. But like every choice you make is a vote for the person you wanna become. I forget who said that quote, but it is really powerful, but it does shift like the reality that you're in. Because really think about it, like imagine the Ellie who never started posting, who never started this podcast. That's a possibility but you made certain oh, so choices. Creepy. I know,
1: but you made like, certain what was choices. I do? What would I do? What would I be doing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's crazy. But then also there's like, there might be an Ellie who adds in something else into her routine. Or I don't know if there's like something you've always thought that you wanted to do or try, like an Ellie who does that. And those are different options and different, parallel realities technically and we feel different depending on like what we choose to do what we choose not to do what we choose to pursue what we choose not to pursue and it does change the fabric of our lives like very very simply like we tend to overcomplicate it but we change our
1: realities we change our lives
0: all day every day
1: damn yeah (laughs) much much to think about I feel like I'm like whoa (laughs) okay I need to go yeah. I need to go think about this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Whoa.
1: So, in terms of feeling uncomfortable or jealous about your friend. <laughs> yeah,
0: back to the subject hand. Back to
1: the subject hand. Oh
0: gosh. I, wow. Okay, that was a full leap. I don't even know how I can potentially loop that back. But <laughs> I will say, I mean, it really I think the main thing is figuring out what the core wound is and healing that one. <laughs> and then that like like, healing that and changing your self-concept will change what you are experiencing and you'll be you'll be like oh it's so strange like no one used to ever come up to me now more people are coming up to me it's because you're yeah yeah
1: which is like I mean it's like it's a concept that we've talked about for years and years and years in this community is like you know how to be a hot girl it's just to decide one day that you are a hot girl Mm -hmm. because like that's all it is that's really all it is is just deciding one day like I'm great you, you know, act accordingly. It's
0: like, people can feel it in your energy. Yeah, and that's back yeah. like that's a choice to move into a technically a little bit of a different reality.
1: <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like we're shifting. Re- like we are magical. It just yes. Yeah. <laughs> we just shifted. This podcast is like the yeah. We are going into different realities. It's we the late are... <laughs> night drive
0: through mo- multiple realities.
1: <laughs> we're it's the late night drive through the multiverse. Like yes, that's what we're. Apparently. That's what we're doing today. <laughs> okay um i think we have time to get into one last voicemail or it's a dm actually um so let me pull that up and we will get into that okay so we've got this dm from our friend Angela and she says hi Ellie can you give advice on posting anxiety every time i post on instagram or something to my story i automatically think everyone thinks i'm annoying and hates me i don't post that often and i know it's my social media and i can post whatever but the anxiety is still there <laughs> felt <laughs> yeah this one this one's so real
0: like this one's so real um so, so many people experience it, is- it. and even like mm-hmm. I mean, you let me know, Ali, how you feel, but there are definitely times where I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody thinks X of me. Like this I shouldn't put you know, and I've
1: been posting forever. Yes. Yeah. For truly forever. And I still have moments where I'm like, oh, everyone hates me and thinks that I'm an Yeah, nerd. I should <laughs> like, post again. Yes. Literally. I'm like, I'm gonna go hide in a cave. Yeah, meanwhile, like, nobody's
0: thinking
3: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think it is like a sense of uh it is your social media and you can post whatever you want and there are people who are gonna like have some shit to say but they're people who are insecure like their opinion of it doesn't matter as much because they're not comfortable enough with themselves to post what they feel like posting and be true to themselves on i feel like i'm emphasizing themselves like really weird um true to themselves like on social media and like feel comfortable being silly or just posting a meme or posting like a funny story that they think you know so I think when people have an issue with it it comes from their own insecurity and like you shouldn't let that affect you
0: yeah and I it also what you said reminds me of that quote that's like nobody who's ever doing better than you will ever say anything about you which is so you know (laughs) so true and it's like no offense to people who are not doing better than you or whatever, but it tends to, you know, <laughs> no one's going to say something unless, as you said, they feel super insecure. And so it feels better to them instead of like looking within themselves to look at other people and be like, oh my God, that's so annoying, you know? Um, yeah. smart, you know, we all have insecurities and that's fine. But I think understanding if anybody was to think of anything, it would be about them, not about you. It's what they're projecting. 100% is a, is a huge perspective shift.
1: Cause I'll think about it this way. Like if I had, listened to the people who were like, Oh my God, you're so annoying on Twitter. Like you are the most annoying person. Like if I had listened to those people in college who said that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Like I wouldn't be the person that I am, you know, like you, and and I'm not saying that you like want a career in social media, but even just like unlocking that within yourself and like finding that confidence, like that was huge for me. I'm just being like, whatever. I'm going to do what I think is fun yeah. because it's social media. It's like it's not that serious, you know.
0: And for every one person who thinks you're annoying or doesn't like you, there are like 20 people who are going to love you and really like love what you share, which I,
1: I really. And like appreciate. probably won't say like people are so much less likely to say like, I love you and I love what you do than they are to like be negative and, and, yes, and it's annoying. Like, I seem louder, but
0: it's it's um, an illusion.
1: Yeah. And like that's a good thing to remember as well. Um, but also, I, I feel like it's um, it's not people actually saying that to you. It's like maybe your brain is saying that to you. Yeah, um, and our brains are fucking haters sometimes. Yeah, like but we have to say I have to
0: add in here. It's because our brains, it's because our brains have memories of times in the past that we have been somewhat public or expressed ourselves, and it backfired. And no, it's crazy mm-hmm. how much this relates to like early childhood like being in school you had to give so many freaking presentations when we were in middle like elementary school and middle school like i
1: I've been going
0: back through all of my old like home videos and i'm like wow i gave a lot of presentations that i had to give and it could be something like you got up um you got up in front of the class you're giving your presentation and you decided to like add in a little something like a little spunk and you saw like a oh. snicker in the background and like laugh you know, in the back of the class. Okay. That yeah. is like a that is a core wound, a core memory of like, oh my gosh, when I express myself, people think it's stupid, people think it's annoying, like I'm humiliated. And that, like, we can look back on that now as adults and be like, oh my gosh, it was just like, you know, a, a seven-year-old kid. But, but you are like in our kid, brain. Yeah, It it means a lot. Like, it, and we carry that forward unless we're able to identify it and heal it and release it.
1: When you're a kid, everything seems like the worst thing in the world because you have no context to know that it's not. It's like, why toddlers throw a tantrum and are like screaming because like their shirt feels weird. It's the worst thing they've ever experienced. Like literally. They don't know that there's worse things and like they're like, why Um, is this happening? So like when you think about those things, you think like, oh it's silly that I would be this upset as an adult over something that happened when I was like 10 years old. Well it was the worst thing that had ever happened to you at the time. And
0: and it's still like it still carries forth that energy of that that like needs to be healed and released. So I think it's a matter of like validating your past self you might not remember exactly like something might be like, it does feel familiar. Like, yeah, it kind of like makes my heart race. I imagine standing up in front of like all those kids or whatever it was, but just honoring that and realizing, okay, this, the way that I'm experiencing this right now as an adult is not like this independent event that's suddenly happening because actually I am annoying. And yeah, my brain's just looking out for me. It's like, no, 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 this is like a memorized way of being something that you thought about yourself for a long time because of something that happened that was frankly like a misunderstanding,
3: you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think like, okay, so I do a lot of like internal family systems in therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I always like to think about is like, well, your brain, like, it like wants to help you. Like it wants yes. to protect you. It's just like you have to be the person that's like, that's not helpful anymore. Like yes. that's a, a maladaptive um a pattern that was maybe helpful in the moment, but now it's not protecting me. It's exactly. holding me back from things. Yeah, so identifying that part of you that like, is scared to post and like sitting down with it and being like, okay, well, what do you want? How would you feel safe? Like, what can we do to make this better? Um, Even if you feel insane, I always feel a little bit insane when my therapist is like, so talk to that part of yourself. I'm like. He- Hello, what Like I need you? know to do. But, uh, uh, is- yeah, I like it. but yeah. it does, it helps. Yeah. It really helps to be like, okay, this part of myself feels really young. And so I'm gonna treat it like a younger me and like be kind to myself about yes. it. Yes. And
0: like that's I don't know if this is what you do in therapy specifically, but if you could like close your eyes and imagine going back in time to your younger self and giving them something yeah. in that moment that would make them feel better, like telling them something. And it sounds like you're just like making it up in your head, but it really genuinely works and brings comfort obviously the added, like like, the EFT on top of it to really release the emotion. But yeah, the self-validation and self-comfort.
1: Yeah. I think of like the little parts of my brain, like all sitting at a table, like a dining room table. (laughs) Um, And it's like, they're all like hanging out and having a good time, like the healed parts. And like your your job as like the head of the family is to bring all the parts that don't feel comfortable sitting at the table to the table. Mm -hmm. So like, if there's that little scared part of you, who's like, doesn't want to be public or like feels like rejection is going to come if if they are themselves publicly like talk to that part and get them to come to the table with everybody else oh
0: you know? that's amazing <laughs> i love that that is such a powerful visualization
1: listen yeah. I, I tell my therapist tell my therapist honestly she's a she's 10 out of 10 i love her oh, she sounds amazing she is but but basically moral of the story is like you can obviously post whatever the fuck you want it is your social media and if anyone has anything to say about it fuck them Exactly. Yeah. That goes yeah. Exactly. It's pretty much that simple. Like just have it literally it's your life and like I feel like you're young and you're fun and you're gonna regret not like posting the things that like make you laugh now because yes. like yeah maybe you'll look back in five years and be like that's embarrassing but like it's a memory and it's like a moment and yes. like you want to know like what you were feeling at that time.
0: It's just like Facebook memories now. Like whenever one of my Facebook memories pops up from 10 years ago God. I'm like, oh I'm i I'm cringy. But it's so freaking fun to see and to understand like okay I'm gonna have grace for my younger self because at the time, yeah, I was so into team Edward from Twilight. And I had to the <laughs> statuses about that. And that was me at that stage. And I'm going to embrace this.
1: And I love that for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so you. yeah, that's the moral of the story. Fuck anyone who's rude about it. Like, yes, exactly. You're not annoying. Nobody thinks you're annoying. And if they do like that's about them. It's not about you. Yeah. And everybody feels it.
0: Like even all the people you look up to, mm-hmm. all the content creators, like we all think that at times.
1: We all feel yeah. that way. 100 yeah so besties i think that that's our episode today we obviously have to do our song of the week oh it's tough because i wish i could do a midnight song oh. but it hasn't come out yet no. maybe we just like hold space this week and we both say like midnight song and then we'll just <laughs> okay <laughs> unless you have a song unless you have a song that you've been listening to that you really think fits the vibe
0: Hmm. Well, okay. I kind of like the Midnight's idea, but what could be mm-hmm. fun is we could look at the track list and both make a prediction.
1: Ooh, um, that, but, is uh, that is yes. fun. Yes. Okay.
0: So should we do that? Let me pull it up.
1: Yeah. The thing is like, I think what I need right now is karma. Like I think karma is going to be the song that like, just, just gets me through what yeah. I'm going through right now.
0: Energetically. I I'm behind that for you. hundred percent. Thank uh, you. I would say, Man, there was one song, sorry, I'm pulling up the, that I was like, I think Sweet Nothing is going to be.
1: I was literally going to say Sweet Nothing for you. like That song is going to, I don't know. It just was in my head that that's That's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Um, Because it just seems like it's going to be so so romantic. <laughs> I'm just, it's, gonna make, it's gonna make me wanna die like a little bit. Yeah, but, like, in a good I cannot, way, way. you know. I cannot <laughs> wait.
0: Oh, I will, I will critical so question about Midnight's. So when mm-hmm. the music video comes out, so do you watch the music video first and then listen to the album or what what's your poison?
1: I okay so what I like to do is listen to the album all the way through and like pull up genius and try to see the lyrics as they come up oh. like as people are putting them in because like I like need, I need to like read or yes. I can't understand it, has to be what's going on.
0: Experience.
1: it really does uh and then I usually will watch the music videos because like I need to have my own like yes. idea of what it looks like yes. and then I will watch the music video
0: okay i love that but it gives me clarity too because i watched for the evermore release i watched willow like as the music video came out and i don't know i wasn't no offense to, i love taylor and obviously the music video
1: is really good but because i hadn't listened to the whole album is hard you didn't to know like yeah yeah and like when i watch the music video now i'm like oh like there's so much of yeah. the theme of the album mm-hmm. like this is cohesive this is giving and at the time i was like i don't know i don't know this well yeah, enough to tell you <laughs> exactly wow okay this is good it's good. We're okay, playing. well, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Okay, well, besties, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, if you like me, feel free to subscribe, leave a nice little review. And if you like me, you can follow me on social media. My Instagram is at Ellie underscore schnitt. And that's basically the only place you need to follow me because the voicemail is always going to be linked there as well as my Discord. But if you need the voicemail number, it's 847-282-0462. Haley, where can they find you? (laughs) I am at Haley Hoffman
0: Smith on Instagram and TikTok. And then my podcast is called Big Conversations.
1: Love that. Make sure you give it a listen. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for coming. It was so fun. Thanks for having me. What a fun late night drive. What a fun little drive. I hope we we drove somewhere. Go- I mean, we we drove yeah. through the multiverse. Yeah. So it was certainly, <laughs> a wild ride. certainly wild quite ride. a drive. <laughs> All right, my sweet angels. I love you guys so, 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 so much as always. Have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a good one. And I'll catch you on our next drive. Okay, bye. Oh, so cute. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com/LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com dot com/LND.